I'm Ro. And I'm Salem. Let's, Let's dive into the scary verse. episode one i'm so excited i am so excited we have been talking about starting a podcast together for so long and i am so happy that we finally did it me too so for all of you listeners out there this is the scary verse uh podcast my name is ro and um salem and i have been friends forever forever (laughs) (laughs) like we were just talking about this not too long ago when we got haircuts together at the uh name drop paul mitchell school of hair um wasn't your girl asking you how long we'd been friends yeah she was asking me how long we had been friends and i literally could not remember i know it it was like Here's the thing, I always think I'm younger than I actually am, so when I try and figure out how long something has happened, I try and figure it out. From, I'm like, oh, it's probably like 15 years ago. And then I realize that I'm way older than I think I am. So when I say, oh, 15 years ago, like what I actually mean is 22 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so so she, I told her to ask you. Yeah, so it's been like 17 years. We met when I was 19, and I think you were 21? Maybe, that sounds right. How old are you now? Are we, are we going to talk about our ages? <laughs> I don't care. I'm 37 now, but I'll be 38 in a couple months. Okay, so I'm 36, and I'll be 37 in November. So, yeah, like 17, 18-ish years. So, yeah, yeah. we're fucking ever. Oh, are we allowed to say? I think so, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Like, I'm not going to be able to edit myself, so... People with small children leave the room. Yes. <clears throat> um, so, the content of our podcast is going to be... Spooky, scary horror movie reviews, scary stories, things that have happened to us, experiences, ghost stories, made up stuff, um, alien encounters, supernatural, unexplained phenomena, you know, things of the sort, anything anything and everything in between. Which is why it's the scary verse, because it's anything that's scary in the universe. Mm So we're so clever. <laughs> I think we think that we're clever, more clever than we are. But um, yeah. I, I am so excited to dive into this podcast, and I really hope that everybody else loves listening to it as much as we love talking. <laughs> yes, I agree. I mean, I think a great deal of the style of our podcast is just going to be us in conversation like when you listen to one of our podcasts it's going to be like you're in the car with us just listening to our you know silly banter exactly i think one of the biggest driving forces behind creating this podcast is we wanted to find all the other spooky bitches and make a bunch of halloween happy friends exactly we just we want to find more like-minded friends and make a community mm-hmm. yeah and i think that uh you know if that is something that you're interested in then you'll fit in with us pretty well so for our first episode we thought we would kick it off by telling you some of our first spooky experiences in life so my very first horror movie can i start with that is yeah, that good okay go so my very first horror movie that i can remember was pet cemetery and i was 
I think I was in preschool. Like, I don't even think I was in kindergarten yet. And um, I was young. I was younger than the age of eight because eight was when I went to live with my grandmother. So I was probably like five or six. And Anthony was my brother was even younger. And I remember one of my favorite memories was my mom made a pallet on the floor for us and we laid on the living room floor and was just watching movies. We were watching Pet Cemetery. I remember we fell asleep and I woke up at the part where um, Gage is coming down the stairs with the scalpel in his hands. Oh, <laughs> you know? Wow. What a place to wake up yes. as a child. Yes. That would be terrifying. Yeah, I was so scared. But it was, I remember that was a movie that I requested to watch a lot. So that's crazy. So you must have liked it. You must have mm-hmm. not been too traumatized. Yeah, I was by scared, it. and I remember waking my mom up. She turned the TV off, but that, and she went right back to sleep. That did not make it better. <laughs> I was left by myself in the dark now. So yeah, that was one of my first, um, one of my first horror movies, and one of my first spooky experiences was that. Also, another favorite part of that movie that I have is um, her sister. I can't think of her name right now off the top of my head. Oh my gosh, I'm a horror. In the movie? Yes, in the movie, her oh, sister. Oh, uh, man, if you had not just said that, I would have like been able to like rattle it horrible, off the top yeah, of I know, my head. Horrible horror, horror fan I am right now. It's funny because I didn't see that movie until I was an adult because I had a very sheltered childhood mm-hmm. and I had very strict parents who didn't allow me to watch a lot of things. But I remember when I watched it with my fiance, Jonathan, he told me that he was also really terrified of that character as well. And I, it's like on the tip of my tongue and I cannot think of it. Um, Zelda. Zelda, that's it. That's it, yes. Um, yeah. It was Rachel's sister, Zelda, yes. And that was also played by a man that character. So that actor was Andrew, and I don't know how to say that last name, Hubastek. That's probably not how you pronounce it, but yeah, he was amazing. That character, it like still haunts me till this day. Wow. Yeah, that, I mean, I could imagine it being terrifying watching it as a child because I watched it as an adult and while I found scenes in there uncomfortable, you know, some of the special effects didn't hold up to yeah. to the day. And like, like, I just had a completely different experience watching that movie because it wasn't my first horror movie, and I was so much older when I watched it. So, like, I'm almost jealous of like of all these people who got to watch it as children. Yeah. That is, it's so crazy to me to think about how you know how different it is coming from someone who was watching pretty adult things from a very young childhood Mm -hmm. age and then hearing that you didn't you know experience a lot of these until you were an adult so that's you know an interesting yeah perspective i feel like um my parents plan kind of backfired on them because i feel like they were very strict and very restrictive about what i watched i watched solely pbs for a very long time but like the second that i had the opportunity to watch something that i wasn't allowed to watch whether that be at a friend's house sleeping over or when i moved out when i went to college um when i moved in with my fiance when i like 
had 10 minutes alone in the living room when they were still sleeping when I woke up on weekends I immediately was like okay I'm gonna watch all the things that I wasn't I'm not allowed to watch exactly I mean my granny started taking care of my brother and me when I was eight and Anthony was about six and a half and she tried to restrict us like we weren't allowed to watch MTV or you know there were certain things that she didn't want us to watch but we had a TV in our bedroom, so when she wasn't in there, we were watching MTV. And when she went to bed at night, we were watching horror movies. And do you remember um, Up All Night with um, Up All Night with Gilbert Godfrey? <laughs> Did you ever hear of that? No. <laughs> that was most definitely something two small children should not have been watching, but we would stay up late at night and watch it. I feel like that's definitely one of those things that I like didn't experience because, again, my parents were very strict. We didn't have um, cable for a long time, and then when we did have cable, it wasn't like, like we never had HBO or Cinemax or Showtime or anything like that. And now I like that's pretty much all I watch because I only have streaming services. I don't even have cable. Um, Same. <laughs> I feel like that's really common with people our our age, like with millennials specifically. I feel like everybody has streaming services now, but I have all of these streaming services, but. I feel I find myself only subscribing to streaming services that offer good horror movies, like AMC Plus, um, which includes Shutter, which mm-hmm. is all horror movies. But um, I, I think that's hilarious. Um, and I, as we were preparing for this podcast, I was trying to think of what the first horror movie was that I actually watched, and I know that I watched quite a few horror movies either at a friend's house or there were a few times where I watched, you know, on, on our basic cable, like whatever was airing on TNT or TBS early mornings on a Saturday morning when my parents were still asleep. Um, I know I watched Poltergeist that way, but I don't remember Uh. if that was the first horror movie that I watched, but I remember watching it when I was like really young. I want to say I was like nine or 10. Um, and I remember not being scared of Poltergeist. Of Poltergeist? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I should have known at that point there was something wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny because I remember being scared of Poltergeist around, you know, when I was watching it as a child. I don't know, I don't know, there was just the the whole idea of the TV like snatching her in. Yeah, I like, mean, you would think that that would terrify me because I did not go around the TV <laughs> for a while. I um, honestly was like, that looks like fun. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that is so cute. Oh, I can picture little Rowena in front of the TV, like, take me. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. I, I feel like I was always drawn to scarier stories, to ghost stories specifically. Um, some of my favorite movies that are not horror movies, but were age-appropriate movies that I was allowed to watch, um, where Hocus Pocus and The Nightmare mm. Before Christmas, um, I became obsessed with Hocus Pocus after yeah. it came out. And so I feel like it makes sense and it's a natural evolution for me to have enjoyed Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. But I think my parents thought mm-hmm. that I would be traumatized by it because I was like a more timid child and I was easily scared by a lot of things. My brother had this game. It was a board game and it came with a VHS tape. My brother is 10 years older than me, guys. So like... <laughs> You're going to have to bear with my memory on this. Um, 
he had this game. He, um, you put the videotape in the VHS, and the videotape like tells you what to do in the board game. Well, um, the guy on the tape was so scary looking. He had like all this like clown makeup on, wow. and um, it was like like white and black clown makeup, almost. But like he looked like a dead person. I'm, I'm probably like I'm remembering this completely wrong. I know it. I was only like five. For some reason, my you mom look into that. Yeah, I'll ask my brother. But um, for some reason, my mom thought it would be fine for me to play this game with her and my brother. Um, and so I am sitting there. We're setting up the game, and the very first thing is this guy coming onto the screen and like introducing the game and I was immediately terrified I ran and hid behind my mother (laughs) and then the game said hey you I can see you hiding behind your mother's chair oh my goodness I lost my shit (laughs) oh my gosh that is so funny I love that so obviously there is absolutely no way that this VHS tape could see me, mm. but I was convinced as it's a like, five-year-old child. Yeah, that they they thought ahead about what a little kid would do. That is so funny. <laughs> I love it. And yeah. you bringing that story up reminds me also of a type of like scary horror um, uh, Nintendo game that Anthony and I played as young kids. And I can't remember. I'm gonna have to look it up now because I can't remember exactly the premise. But I remember. You would go from like house to house, and there was, I don't know, it, there was, I can't remember very much about it except for the fact that it was a Nintendo game and it was like spooky and fun. Like, I remember being scared playing it. And it also reminds me of, I wanna say, a Sega game where it's in the sea and it's like these dolphins and stuff. Now, I've talked about this one with other people before and they remembered it. And then, um, I remember you can like go over into this other world and the dolphin would like do these spins and everything and then you would be in this like spooky part of the ocean. That was another like, I'm gonna have to look these up and see if I can find out the names because I almost, I want them. I want to be able to play these again. Yeah, that's so interesting to me because my um, brother and I played Nintendo a lot. Um, uh, He was a big, we had an Atari and then we got a Nintendo later. Um, like after the big craze and um, he, we had a lot of games that we would play and there were games that I wasn't allowed to play that he was allowed to play mm-hmm. but um, when I became older I inherited that game system from him and all of the games and there wasn't really anything horror it was mostly just like Mike Tyson the, <laughs> the Mike Tyson game and um, of course I was obsessed with Super Mario Brothers um, as every millennial child of course. is. <laughs> yes, we played a lot of Super Mario Brothers. Um, but I like I wish that I had gotten to experience some of the early horror games because some of the games that I enjoy playing well, I don't okay, let's let's be real. I do not enjoy playing video games because I'm not good at it. I am one of those people who you hand them the remote control and they spend the entire time looking at the ceiling because they can't figure out how to aim the Yeah, it's funny because as a child into preteen and teenage years, I did play video games a lot. It was one of my Anthony's and my favorite pastimes was playing video games 
And as an adult, I, you know, I, I feel like I have, like I'm too anxious and it stresses me out too much. Yeah. But I'm married to a gamer, so it's like I, I aspire to be a gamer yeah. too. Like I, there's, I'm, I sit and I watch him play his video games, and he plays a lot of like horror and zombie apocalypse like kind of video games. They look fun, and I'll sit and I'll play with him. But after about 20 minutes, I'm done. Whereas right. he can sit and play for hours. So I want to be able to, uh, you know play these horror games because there's so many fun ones out there i just i i don't know i need to i i get frustrated if i'm not immediately good at something same i was just talking to you about this earlier (laughs) so like when i'm not immediately good at it and we both have adhd and i Mm -hmm. think that this is a symptom of adhd but when you're when i'm not immediately good at something i am like okay i'm done i i'm never gonna do it again but um really what it is is that we just need to practice yeah um but i i agree with you because i also would like to play some of these horror games with my fiance who loves playing them Mm -hmm. um one of the games that he loves is outlast um and it's literally like you don't even have to fight anybody because you're literally just trying to outlast the horror characters that are in the game like chasing you around there i think it's like an insane asylum yeah that sounds like one agents played as well yeah so i mean <laughs> they're 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 very similar people i feel like yes <laughs> your husband and my fiance <laughs> and then uh, earlier were you just saying that you and i are the same person too? yeah we're basically the same <laughs> it makes sense that we would marry the same people because we I, are the yes. same person <laughs> i agree like we have a lot of the same interests so that just it does make a lot of sense to me that we married you know dudes that are very much alike it's funny to me it, it, that is it's it i didn't even think i didn't even connect that until right now which is hilarious um so i think poltergeist might have been the first horror movie mm-hmm. that i watched but really the first thing that terrified me was that video game um and i ran up to my bedroom locked myself in the bedroom wouldn't come back out they tried to convince me to come back out i wouldn't i never saw the game again so i have no idea what happened to it if they played it if my brother was like no longer allowed to play it because i was so scared i don't know but i remember having a conversation with him about it recently and he was like oh yeah i completely forgot that game existed and that kind of made me mad because it really was traumatizing to me (laughs) Yeah, I want to know what it was. Like, I'll have to ask him. I, I see if we can find it or something. Yeah, it was really freaky. Um, so we'll have to see. He was into like a lot of like wrestling and stuff like that too, which also terrified me because there was a wrestling <laughs> character called the Undertaker. Yes. Oh my god, I was so scared of him. And my brother would get to babysit me sometimes. And because he was ten years older than me, um, when I was probably like four or five, he was like fourteen or fifteen. Um, and I was terrible about going to bed if my parents weren't home. Um, I would be like, no, I'm not going to bed or whatever. And I kind of like, I remember being a horrible child. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I <laughs> had a horrible attitude. I would not have wanted to babysit me. But, you know, he kind of had to do it and he probably had to do it for free. Um, <laughs> and so that sucks for him. <laughs> it's so much better being the younger sibling. <laughs> but... Um, 
Yeah, I had to watch Anthony a lot, and I'm only, it's funny, your brother was 10 years older than you, I was only a year older than my brother. Oh my god, so, <laughs> you're having to watch him, because you're the responsible one. Yeah, the, you know, I guess as us girls do mature faster, I guess, <laughs> but yeah, so in order to get me to go to bed, my brother would threaten me with the undertaker, he would mm -hmm. say, he would tell me that he was going to come and get me. Because he knew I was scared of him, which sounds horrible, but also like imagine being a fourteen-year-old boy, like like just desperately trying to get yes. your little sister to go to bed. Like, wow. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, that's funny. We really liked wrestling too. I Anthony had all of those little like figurines and everything. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow, it's crazy. See, we are the same person. Yeah. We grew up with the same experiences, just different. Yeah, different. <laughs> just different. Just same experiences, just different. Different. <laughs> yeah. Um, I another funny little um, scary thing that happened to me around the same time because I was still living with my mom and dad. I think I told you this once too. We had been watching the child's play movies, and. Um, I remember I had this little doll. I don't know where it came from. I don't remember ever even being given this doll, but it had, it looked a lot like a buddy. Good guys doll? Good guys yeah. doll. Why did I say buddy? Where is, is that the name of the good mm. guys doll maybe? I'm not sure. Hi, I'm buddy. Yeah, yeah. right? Oh yeah, <laughs> maybe I'm, okay. So, so a good guys doll, it, yeah. it didn't have the exact outfits as the good guys doll but it had it was like a little red-headed doll looked a lot like chucky and uh like i said i don't remember where this doll came from i don't remember ever being given to us but i remember it being there after watching child's play and i would throw that fucking thing in the trash and it would end up in my toys what? Every day I was throwing that thing away and it would end up back in my toys. So imagine the fear. I'm like, he's crawling out of the trash can. Oh my God. I'm getting back in my toy box. No. Every day. Turns out my mom was noticing me throwing this doll away oh and was taking it out of the trash and putting it back in the toy box. So I grabbed that thing from the, its hair and took it to the dumpster in the alley. So it's like nighttime and I'm walking back from the alley to the house and as I'm walking up the steps to my porch, I see something chasing me and I run back into the house. It was just my shadow. <laughs> my shadow. I thought it was the doll chasing me. I would have so, thought it was the doll chasing me too. Yeah. It's funny <laughs> that you say that because I didn't watch Child's Play until, again, I was an adult because, again, sheltered childhood. Um, but I did know the premise of Child's Play because kids my age had seen it mm -hmm. and were talking about mm -hmm. it at school. I talked about it at school. I'm pretty sure that I was like seven or eight when the movie came out. Um, I think it came out in 92 or 93, I'm not sure. But I remember my friends talking about it in school. And then I went um, to sleep over at my best friend at the time's house and her little sister had a Chucky doll because she was obsessed with the movie. She loved the movie. They were allowed to watch pretty much whatever they wanted. So that's another way that I was exposed to stuff. We never watched Child's Play at her house. 
but they had this doll and so you could like pull the string on the back of the doll's back and it would say like hi I'm Chucky and like like it was it was like before all the deformities and stuff like it was like the the good guys doll or whatever oh that's cool so they had an actual good guys doll yeah like but like it was like branded from the movie but um yeah i remember being terrified of that doll see i i don't know if my parents had looked for a good guy's doll and this is what the best that they could come up with because it was like Mm. a knockoff generic version of some sort and when i've tried to look for it online i can't find it you see well my parents got me a like the doll that i had growing up that was like like most people have like a blanket or something that they carry throughout childhood with mm-hmm. them. I had a doll and it was this ugly doll that had a bald plastic head and it had like a soft body. Um, it was a knockoff Cabbage Patch doll. <laughs> I didn't know it was a knockoff Cabbage Patch doll. I thought it was his own thing, but it was a knockoff Cabbage Patch doll because Cabbage Patch dolls were the big, they were all the rage and they were very expensive. So, like, who wants to get a little kid who, like, may or may not take care of their toys a very expensive toy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy people. <laughs> I, yes, I, um, I regret throwing it away <laughs> now. Right, like, it was something that was terrifying to you at the time, but now you're like, damn, I wish that I had that. Yeah, that would have been so cool. That would have been a cool piece of memorabilia to yes. have. There's a lot of things that I had um, throughout the years that I've gotten rid of that I'm like, you know, I'm hyper aware of becoming like a hoarder or these things. And so I get rid of stuff and there's a bunch of stuff that I'm like, I wish I didn't get rid of that. Yeah. I had all these porcelain dolls growing up. My grandmother made them. Um, She made the little clothes and they freaked me out, man. Like they, you guys ever seen a porcelain doll? So they are like these Victorian porcelain dolls. You can't play with them. You can't do anything with them. So like they were set up. I had like little wicker furniture for them. So they were set up and they were just like sitting in the corner of my room. Like they were having like a little tea party. One of them looked like me, but it was like dressed in Victorian clothing. And uh, these were terrifying, terrifying. If I was going to be scared of something, it wasn't going to be something from a horror movie. It was going to be these freaking dolls coming to life and murdering me. (laughs) Because I was convinced that that's what was going to happen. So I put them in our basement as soon as possible and, like, put them in, like, I don't know, like, cardboard boxes or totes or something. And never looked back. Now I wish I had these freaking stupid, scary dolls, but... Um, they weren't supposed to be scary, but they were terrifying. <laughs> I think it's funny. I think I was more, I think I was scared of stuff that I shouldn't have been scared of. And I wasn't scared of things that people thought I would be scared of. Yeah. Like not being scared of poltergeist, but being terrified of like a wrestler and dolls. <laughs> and <laughs> Hey, I think it makes sense because there were things as a kid that I was, you know, more scared of than you know, other things. Like, I'm trying to think of an example right now because, I mean, I don't know. I I really liked the Child's Play movies, but I didn't like having a doll in my house that looked like him. 
Yeah, because you liked watching it and you liked the fantasy of it. Yeah, and I was gonna be. I thought the movie was funny. I thought he was hilarious. Like I would get. You were saying that you heard kids talk about it at school. I Mm -hmm. talked about it at school. I got in trouble because, you know, the little doll was played by a grown man, like a sadistic grown man. So a lot of the stuff that he said was just funny and but very you know grown up and mature things. So I would get in trouble for repeating some of it. And I also thought it was funny, this cute little doll running around killing people. Well, <laughs> big-ass adults couldn't find him off, you know? Right. But then having the doll in my house scared the shit out of me. And it, it was even worse when I would throw it away and it would end up back in my toys. Like, how are you back in my toys every day? Yeah, no, that would have terrified me as well. And, it, like... Shame on your mom for not telling you she was putting it back. Like, and well, or not saying like, stop throwing this doll eventually, away. Eventually, that's what happened. That's how I realized she was throwing it away because she got on to me for it once. She was like, stop throwing this away, and like threw it in the toys. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, what a relief! It wasn't crawling out of the trash can. But as soon as she wasn't paying attention, I took it to the dumpster in the alley. Like it was. Mm-mm. I don't know what I felt better. I felt relieved knowing that she was the one taking it out of the trash, but I still did not want it in my home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I totally understand that. I So I watched Child's Play for the first time as an adult, and I remember not being scared of it because it is kind of ridiculous. Like you were saying, like the grown man says a lot of funny thing. I mm-hmm. mean, it's it's a doll, but it's a grown man's spirit inside of the doll. Right. And he says a lot of really funny things. And um, I find it comical that grown adults can't fight off a doll because I have always said, <laughs> and I will stand by this, drop kick it out a window. Right. <laughs> um, like, it, it, he can only fight you off if he can get a hold of you. <laughs> He can't get a hold of you if he's flying through the air. Oh Just my gosh. saying. And I love the um, actor who is the voice of Chucky, Brad Dorif. Like, is that how you say his last name? Dorif? Yeah. So um, he also plays in some other horror movies that I really like. And any time that there's even, uh, if he's the voice of something else, my husband will be like, oh, there's Chucky, and I'm like, oh, that is Chucky. Or if he's playing in something, he'll mm-hmm. point, he'll be the first to point him out to me. Oh, look, there's Chucky, and I, and I love him as an actor. So we need we should have a uh, an episode where we just talk about him. Oh yeah, that would be interesting. That would be. I can't think of anything off of the top of my head that he's in other than Child's Play, but I know I've seen so many or things with him in it. One of my favorites is the reimagining uh, Rob Zombie's reimagining of Halloween. He plays in that. You know, the more you know. <laughs> I I do enjoy. I know that it gets a lot of shit, especially like yes. on the internet. But Dayton, I do enjoy. Dayton the, doesn't like it, but it's my favorite, and I have the two movies at home. I watch them regularly. I didn't enjoy the second one. I'm not gonna lie, um, but I think that's just because. Um, the first one I felt like was so good and was so strong and then the second one kind of felt like it fizzled out to me. Yeah, I agree. I like the first one better. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they didn't let him continue making his movies, which mm-hmm. really upset me. I always thought we were going to get more, but I, you know, and I really, out. I really enjoy Rob Zombie and Rob Zombie movies. See, I, I think one of the first movies that I went to see in the movie theater with my friends after I turned 18 and I could buy my own rated R movie tickets and I didn't have to ask my parents for permission to go see 
horror movies was The House of a Thousand Corpses. And Classic. I really, really enjoyed that movie. It's not what got me into horror. What really got me started into horror was Scream. Scream is my absolute favorite horror movie, but I think it's hilarious because the reason why I went to go see it, I saw it in 1996 when it came out. I was Mm -hmm. 11 years old. I got taken to see it by my dad, which... That is so... I'm surprised to hear that. Right? I'm like, she's going to be like, what? After all of these, like, after the last 30 minutes of me saying, oh, my parents are so strict, my parents are so strict. Yeah. So one of the things that my dad liked to do was to go on like daddy-daughter dates to the movies, but mm-hmm. he absolutely hated other children because other children were never well behaved. Yeah. There were a lot of like if he took me to see like a kids movie, there would be a lot of kids like screaming and running up and down the aisles and my dad just could not handle it. So he was like, "Okay, we'll go see a rated R movie." And he thought Scream was a comedy. He didn't realize that it was a horror movie. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> So he took me to see it, and then when he realized it was a horror movie, he was like, uh-oh. Um, but um, to this day, he still says, well, it's not really a horror movie because it's funny, and it's kind of making fun of the slashers and the tropes and horror movies and all this stuff. But that's the thing is I didn't get any of the references because I hadn't seen any of those movies. And wow. so now, looking back and re-watching the Scream movie, I love picking up on all of the little things that I didn't get mm-hmm. when I was 11 years old because now I've experienced a lot more horror movies and um, horror is my favorite genre. Yeah. And it's what I watch the most of. I wasn't lucky enough to get to see it in movie theaters. I did see it shortly after it came out on... Was it, was it on VHS? Was it that long ago? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, because DVDs weren't popular until. Wow. So, I was 10, and I remember loving it instantly. It is one of my favorite horror movies and franchises. Franchises. (laughs) Why can I not say that word? Franchises. Franchises. Um,. And I remember it was, I want to say, right around the same time, I remember watching The Craft. So Yeah, it came out the same year as The Craft. Okay, I was going to say, I remember watching The Craft. I didn't get to see a horror movie in theaters until probably, I'm going to have to think on this, but I want to say I was probably well into adulthood when I finally got to actually go to the movie theater and watch a horror movie in theaters. Um, But I did get to enjoy them on VHS. And I want to say, so I was watching horror movies as a really young child. I knew I liked horror and was really into it, but I don't think I really started to get into it until I was probably 10. Yeah, I think I, I've, I've always liked scarier things. Like I said, I liked Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. I liked The Nightmare Before Christmas. I was a big reader when I was a kid. I didn't really watch a lot of television. I don't think I was allowed to watch a lot of television I don't remember having like limits on like things like screen time or anything like that, but yeah. um, I, I, I'm sure that I did because I read a lot and I was obsessed with Goosebumps. Oh yes, I did love Goosebumps. I loved Goosebumps and then I got into Fear Street um, a little bit, but not as much and I read a few Christopher Pike books too. Um, he does like teen horror type 
books for those who are not familiar that are similar to the Fear Street. And I did love Edward Scissorhands. I know that's not horror, but it was, you know, creepy and spooky. I liked that one too. And I was pretty young when that came out. That was 1990. So I, there were so, so many, you know, creepy and spookier things that I was into as a kid um, that, you know, built up more over time. I I mean, I have other genres that I like, but it's never compared to horror. Yeah, I, I agree. But it's funny because I just realized what the first horror movie that I ever saw was. It was Beetlejuice. Oh, I'm glad I brought up Edward Scissorhands now. I was five. <laughs> we were on, we went on a family vacation somewhere. We went on some sort of road trip. We were staying in a hotel, and I remember staying in the hotel. We ordered pizza, and we watched uh, Beetlejuice. And I think it was like it might have been like a pay-per-view situation, um, but you know we got, or maybe it was because they had HBO or something in the hotel, because we were you know on a special trip, so we got to watch this movie. It scared the living daylights out of me. Um, not the actual movie. I enjoyed the movie, but Beetlejuice himself scared the yeah every scared me that's, so bad that's been a childhood favorite of mine as well i still really like watching beetlejuice i love that movie now yeah i i got over it's my traumatization so, it's so funny because my dad <laughs> sounds a lot like beetlejuice and I made a status about it once, and a lot of people agree <laughs> that my dad sounds like Beetlejuice. So there's that. <laughs> That's so funny. You know, I think he kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> now, now that you think of it, you're like, whoa, I've always thought he sounded familiar. It's Beetlejuice. That's what it is. So something that I wanted to mention before we end the podcast for our first episode was to go follow us on all of the social media. We are on TikTok at the Scaryverse Podcast. We are also on Instagram at the Scaryverse Podcast, um, and our you will see our profile picture is the same as our cover art here on Spotify. So what you'll want to do is you'll also want to go follow our amazing friend that created that logo for us. Her name is Carling and she does all kinds of cartoons. She does um, a lot of commission work and that kind of thing. And we love supporting our artist friends. Yes. So go follow her at Fat Cow Cartoons. That is P-H-A-T Cow Cartoons on Instagram and all the other socials. And um, tell her that we sent you. And uh, also, we would like to hear your stories, spooky stories, nightmares, um, creepy, supernatural experiences, um, all of the sorts. So if you would like to be um, a part of our little po podcast here and have your story shared, then email us at scaryversepodcast at gmail.com and guys this can be ghost stories this can be urban legends this can be myths from your hometown this could be you know we just we we need to hear from our audience what kinds of things that 
you guys have experienced because otherwise this will be a very one-sided podcast. (laughs) Um, And And we need all of our besties to join in with us. Yeah. um, We will totally keep you anonymous if you want to be kept anonymous. Or we will totally tell everybody your whole name if you want us (laughs) to say your whole name. We'll... um... Share your socials if you have a social media that you would like to be shared. Um, and let's be besties. Yeah, let's, let's be spooky bitches yeah. together. Also, if you have any um, requests on what type of things you'd like for us to talk about, you can email us that as well. Yes, definitely email us that. We would love to hear from you guys. We would love to hear your input and just what kinds of things you would like to hear us talk about. And what kind of things you enjoy listening to. Um, We love feedback and comments. Um, Just, you know, try not to hurt our feelings. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think that does it for our first episode of the Scaryverse podcast. I hope you all enjoyed as much as I did. This has been fun. This has been the most fun I have had doing something that's supposed to be work in a very long time. (laughs) Yes. So... Peace out. Bye.